Welcome to Back Porch Chats, where we have conversations about hope, grace, and recovery. Our mission is to shape 12-step communities where sponsors and sponsees support each other to move beyond the shame of abuse. We are dedicated to sharing knowledge about the connection between addiction and sexual abuse with people who are struggling to stop their destructive compulsive behavior. Are you ready to embrace freedom from your past trauma? And help others do the same? If so, grab a cup of coffee. And join the conversation on the back porch with Vince and Gina. All right, Gina, well, here we are, another podcast. What a busy week we had. Building up to International Overdose Awareness event. It's going to be in Jack Square tomorrow. Um, just a great day. If you can have a great day of doing about overdose, but this is really a problem. It's got to get out there. And we have got um, our lovely guests. We have two of them. They're with the Drug Education Council, and uh, they're the ones that's heading this up, sponsoring this thing along with the Gulf Coast family and opioid epidemic group people. Uh, they're heading this up and uh, a really good service. So we're just going to get right into it and introduce our two guests, unless I'm missing them. You got something to say? Uh, no, I just, um, I guess maybe yes, I do. <laughs> um, this is so important that we are working around, of course, COVID, um, but also we're here in the lower Alabama area and we're working around um, a hurricane that did not hit this area, but we got the outskirts and a whole heck of a lot of rain, including a lot of flooding and some damage done. I'm sure we we haven't seen damage it's that fresh but um it, it looks like we're going through with it and these people these people you know the, that we've been working with are it's so important to them that they're they're doing the best they can to make it happen rain so you we know. ain't gonna let no stinking pandemic mm-hmm. or hurricane stop no us. if we can live through addiction we can live through the hurricane <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we can survive our, an overdose all right so that's it so let's just go ahead and introduce our yes. guest we have with us today a virginia guy and jane bartlett Pappas, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. Who wants to go? Uh, I guess, first of all, Virginia, uh, tell us a little bit about the drug education. Can it be some people out there that don't know about that and what y'all do? And that's We're a local agency in southwest Alabama. We are a nonprofit, and we provide prevention, intervention, and recovery support services to individuals and families looking for answers, anything to do with um, addiction and recovery. We have um, our main offices in Mobile, satellite office in Robertsville. All right, Jane, tell us a little bit about some of the events. So tomorrow is August 31st, which is International Overdose Awareness Day. And the Gulf Coast Families and the Opioid Epidemic Group um, with the Drug Education Council um, will be hosting an event in Cathedral Square downtown. Um, It's an awesome event. It's a great way to um, raise awareness about the stigma that surrounds the disease of addiction and a neat way to get all different kinds of resources in our field to come together to help those in our community that may need more information um, or just to see that they're not alone in this uh, in this disease. Well, what's the the hub? What's the center event that's going to happen? So it will begin at 530. There will be a, a prayer service in the cathedral uh, right there by the park, and that'll be about a 30 minute service. It's non-denominational. So anybody can come and, um, and listen to that. That's a really wonderful, powerful service. And then you can come out to the Cathedral Square where uh, there will be tables set up from different um, agency and organizations in our community that will have resources and you can talk to them, get more information. Um, and then that'll um, continue on into the evening um, until 
the RSA towers turn purple in honor of recovery because then September is, of course, recovery month. So it's kind of a neat segue into that. Yeah, I know that uh, I have a little personal story. Uh, two years ago, it was right after my stepson had uh, committed suicide, and I was looking for a way to kind of honor him because of uh, personal situations that I had in my life that I couldn't be around that sort of stuff. And I had the opportunity to go and be with other people that lost, even though it wasn't an overdose person, but it was suicide and people that lost. And I was sitting in that wonderful cathedral that looked, that is so beautiful, so spiritual um, and sat with other people and was just able to sit there with and cry big tears and, and just be able to move along and kind of feel that collective connectivity that comes with sharing that loss so that's really what that purpose of that is so if you've lost somebody and you're looking for that event or type of event i get the word word. (laughs) yeah and to to share that and connect stuff that is a wonderful time to do it it's 30 minutes a lot of love and understanding and just a real spirit of connectivity there and then uh so if you want to come down and do that that's good but then we're going to move out and and We kind of, what I like about this event is we move from this feeling of memorial and of loss into what we can do. And the people that have suffered this are really going to be outside helping people who might be kind of um, facing that. Maybe they have current loved one or current somebody that they're concerned about who's involved in drugs or alcohol or those sorts. And uh, there's going to be a lot of resources to help with that. So uh, Virginia, kind of what what are some of the things that you're going to have going on down there that will help us move beyond the loss? Right. We want to remember those that we've lost. Uh, and we want to remember without stigma uh, those who have. And then we want to reach out to those still suffering. And we want to make sure that individuals and families know that there um, are a lot of services available in our community. We've got a wide range um, of support. We want to increase the awareness and discussion about um, overdose and the prevention of overdose. You know, we also want to to highlight that there are fatal and non-fatal overdoses. And so uh, many people overdose several times. And we've got even people who are in recovery now that overdose. So overdose doesn't always mean death. Um, Mm -hmm. And we want to uh, reach out and let people know that there's hope and that there are services available. Um, And also we want to highlight Narcan, which is the drug um, overdose reversal drug that um, is very effective. So we're going to have a demonstration of that. And um, so it's really a place for people to get answers and um, to get an array of services and to connect with the community, connect with people who've suffered losses like they have, connect with people who are in recovery like they are. It's just a whole, you know, a round circle of connection. Hear the story over and over again. I know that the people that listen to this podcast know that I'm a recovering alcohol drug addict, and um, you know, a lot of times, uh, Virginia, you just hit the nail right on the head that you know, over overdose can be the beginning. If they don't run out of time and die, it can be the beginning of um, the foundation for moving on. And we also talk about what, what's great about this. There's two types of enabling out there. We, we learned and talked about that we enable by doing stuff for our addicts in our lives that they should do for themselves. And that's kind of a bad kind of enabling. But there is a kind of enabling where we, we can enable them to reach out and get help through providing um, 
the uh, detox services. So we'll have some people there that have that talk about detox and where to get de- uh, detoxification. There's family services, stuff like that, people that are looking for family education uh, around this drug addiction. And then there's going to be some treatment centers and some after um after care, sober living, I'll get out in a minute, sober living houses, because it's very, very important that those of us addicts, that we leave the old playmates and playground and find new playmates and new playgrounds. So those kind of services are there. And what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity um, to have all of those kind of services. I know I took that a little bit around you, but that besides the memorial, that's kind of what you're doing. And then we, the, I will do before I forget it, want to mention the memorial board. There'll be a board there. We'll have a picture of them saying the back porch chats will be there providing kind of an audio video uh, montage where you can come and talk about your loved one and show us a picture and that sort of stuff. And we'll be on a montage of the um. I wanted to ask Virginia to go ahead and let us know um, what's going on with the over the opioid epidemic because there are a lot of changes now that did not, um, you know. Because of COVID, so what are you seeing in the community with it? Right, um, it I can I can say that sadly, overdose death is is just skyrocketing. Uh, you know, there's the statistics on it nationwide are difficult to connect because sometimes uh, overdoses aren't reported that way. Uh, but we do know that conservatively, somewhere around ninety to a hundred thousand people. Um, died from overdose last year. And that was up more than 30% from the previous year. And some people have it up 50 to 60% conservatively. Up. So either way, it is way too high. And this increase is driven by several things. Um, it's We feel it's driven by the pandemic. Um, you know, when we were told to isolate and the world became real uncertain, that is the worst thing in the world for somebody, particularly new in recovery, because, you know, we often say that connection is the opposite of addiction. And so we want people connected. And so we don't want people isolated. That contributes to their disease. It does not contribute to their recovery. So it's been challenging helping people stay connected during this time. I think now that's better. So I'm hoping we can get, you know, work harder to get uh, people new in recovery, connected with people who've been in recovery for a while. I think it's good for all of us. And, um, you know, as we're, um, it looks like we're going to be dealing with this COVID for a while. Like yeah. I say, now we've got the stress of the storm. Um, so we're just going to need to continue to reach out and be aware of that and be aware of what it puts people at risk and then what can also uh, help protect them. And I think the main thing is just connecting. So we are, you know, in spite of the pandemic and um, in spite of the storm, you know, we are determined to be out there carrying this message that there is help and hope available. Uh, we are going to be following CDC guidelines and keeping um, everybody safe. You know, we're requesting masks and we're requesting, you know, people to social distance, but we do think that it is so important to get this message. You know, one of the um, things that I've frustrated me about COVID and the mask is we know how important smile is. Um, And I was telling Vince about mirror neurons yesterday and a mirror neuron, if you don't know, I've got echo in my ear, but a mirror neuron, it's if you have a feeling, the person across from you who's looking at you, their mirror neurons will take in that feeling, create that empathy. With the masks on, you don't get to see the smile. You're missing something that's not coming out. So I think that what we need to do, and maybe we'll have to do it another time because a little fast, 
masks, but we all need smiley masks. If we're going to have to wear a mask, it better have the biggest darn smile ever on it. I have decided, yes, because I, I don't get to see the smiles. And the one thing that I've realized in all of this is you do do still see it in the eyes. I don't care. When a baby's got, smiling at me, I see it. And I've seen them with the, the masks on. Um, yeah, it's it's... I know that the depression from, from COVID, you know, um, not just the isolation, although that leads to it, and, and the anxiety for things come this, but also the depression, the loneliness, the, you know, not being able to smile at another person and then being frustrated because you have to wear this hot mask in the heat down here. So, so um, anyways, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's event and looking forward to meeting you all in person. And, um... What are you, you going to be doing? The Facebook thank live? Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm. My plan is to be on live on Facebook and Instagram in in little er- intervals between five thirty and seven thirty during the event. And I would like to go around and feature a couple of the different. Um, venues that are happening or booths that are going on and just give little tidbits. I don't want to do the entire two hours worth because I'm trying to to address two different platforms. But, you know, my goal in that is some of the younger people are on uh, Facebook, uh, sorry, Instagram. Well, both, but Instagram, a lot of younger people are going on there. And I have a lot of people on my Instagram account that are um, recovering or involved in the recovery community. And then there's Facebook. I want to go on there as well because we got some of the older people who are shut in who would like to attend the event but but cannot. So um, I wanted to go ahead and do some lives on there and I will have a schedule posted um, on my Facebook account. I'm getting ready to go do that as soon as we and um, we'll stick to it as best I can because I do craziness to happen. Backport so. Chats Facebook group. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. And then the other exciting is we're going to have a town hall meeting. Did you know that? Town mm-hmm. hall. What in the sand hell do we mean by town hall meeting? Who, which one wants to take it? Jane, Virginia, who wants this? I'll do it. Right. The um, Yeah, the uh, WPMI, our local NBC affiliate, will be broadcasting live uh, from the uh, Cathedral Square with us. Uh, they're going to have one of their main news anchors there, um, MC, and they're going to have a couple of their reporters there interviewing uh, people and making, uh, bringing awareness to um, a- the whole continuum of care and the whole continuum of services available and the whole issue. So we're going to have an hour to fill. And so we can get really in-depth, I think, with um, with the um, issue of addiction and treatment and what help is available. Because our main goal, you know, where our our theme is to remember those we've lost, reach out to those who are still suffering and celebrating those in recovery. So we're going to do all three of those tomorrow night. And you're going to have some wonderful purple bracelets for the first, what, 500 people to show up. <laughs> you got to have come yes. early and soon. And what does this bracelet say? It says stop the stigma. And so that's our big message. Stop. What stigma are we talking about? The stigma that surrounds uh, the disease of addiction in those in recovery. Yeah, it's uh, the the disease does not respect money, prestige, family names, professionals, whatever. It is a equal opportunity devastator, isn't it? So reduce the uh, stigma. And then there's another thing that's very important. This on that brace. No more shame. Man, shame is the base toxic element that is common in almost every addict I've ever met. 
Uh, in fact, I have to go ahead and say every addict that I've ever worked with, sooner or later, we got to deal with this shame. And that shame is not just for the addict, it's for the family. Yeah, I want to tell you, Virginia, when I when I got my bracelet, I was so excited about the no more shame because, like, I understand shame. I, I It's it's on, it's been on, and I haven't taken it off. And, and I think the cool thing about the bracelet is it reminds you that you don't have to feel shame over the things that you have done in the past. It's time to move past that and um, get better. So. so if you want one, see one of us, limited mm-hmm. to the first, I'm just teasing, <laughs> first, first 500 people. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> All right. And we're also, um, we're also having our drug take back as well. So if anybody's Ooh. got any um, old or unused medications, please bring that down. The DEA and sheriff's office will be there um, so they can properly dispose of those. If you've got anything, please bring it. That is really important. I'm glad you said that because I had it in my notes and I've got too many notes to see where it was. But, um, you know, my dad recently passed of cancer and he has chemo medicine that we need to dispose of. And that is the best way to do it because this is not something we need to be, you know, flushing down the toilet, the chemo medicine and some other stuff that's like that. So I'm glad you mentioned. And no questions will be asked about the legitimacy of the drug. Just come in and drop it. Nobody cares whether it's illegal or legal. They will not be arresting people yes. unless you come down, sell it on the way in. So, you know, I'm just teasing being inappropriate i know i know dead joke right (laughs) dead joke i get accused but did have we left anything else out i think we're okay virginia and and jane you guys all right good we've somehow know that we've lost them again but dang we'll talk to them tomorrow and we'll talk to to you all tomorrow as well down there jackson square be there or be square That's another old dad joke. This is so much fun. (laughs) I love me some recovery. Great people. So much love and giving. You'll meet the Waters and the Graysons and Haley Benson. Lisa Taggart of Backports Chat. We're out. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Virginia and Jane.